Hey, it's great to be with you today. It's my honor to be able to share the message with you. I've got a great message for you today. It's called The Middle. Um, my wife, you may have heard me tell a story about her before, is from a little island off Mount Monganui. It's called Motiti Island. I remember the first time I ever went there is her and her sister took me snorkeling. Now, I was a city kid and I like to surf, but not really go under the water. And I remember going snorkeling the first time and man, I was freaking out just because I didn't know what was under there and I'd never done it before. Now, you need to understand her family have dived all over the world. And so, and I'm an amateur, but I was trying to be as cool as I could. We went down and we jumped in the water and they were showing off because they were really good at it. And I was just trying not to freak out, got into the water Heard myself breathing. Man, that was freaky just to start with. And then as we went along, got a little bit more comfortable and started to go under and started to have a look around. And then as I was, as as I said, just got comfortable, this big cloud came over top of us. When I looked up, I realized it was a stingray and I had this panic moment. I couldn't go up because it was above me and I had to stay down and then it kind of uh, swam off and I went up to the surface to get some air and something strange happened. My wife and her sister followed after the stingray. I was like, what are you doing? I'm staying right here. They carried on following after the stingray because their plan was sooner or later it would settle in the sand and they were going to pat it. I didn't know what that meant, but I was not going anywhere near it. I stayed right where I was, and as they slowly went off into the distance, I realized I was stuck in the middle. I didn't want to go after the stingray, but I also didn't like being stuck in the middle. I heard this noise. I don't know if you've ever heard this noise when you're in the sea, but it sounds a bit like a cello. It goes, uh, 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 and started to panic about a shark attack. Um, what happened to me in the middle was this fear came over me. I'd started off pretty bad and I didn't want to go after the stingray, but I realized I would rather be somewhere else than in the middle. So what did I do? I chased after my wife and her sister and I watched them patting the stingray and finally we got out of the water. The message today is about the middle. I believe that it's a message in season for us. And it's a message and season for you today. Whether you're joining us from Tuako, it's so great to have you with us. From North Ruakura or part of our online gathering, man, it's a blessing to have you with us. If it's your first time here today, man, I'm so excited that you would join with us today and we would love to connect with you. It says this in Joshua 3 and verse 14. This is a story about how Joshua was about to lead God's people, the church, into the promised land. And it says this, So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. So those who were leading took the presence of God and went ahead of the people. Now the Jordan is in flood stage all during the harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the Ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water's edge and the water from upstream stopped flowing and it piled up in a heap a great distance away in a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowed down to the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea. 
it was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. And then the priest who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood on firm ground in the middle of the Jordan. While all the Israel all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. It goes on to say in Joshua 14, Now the priest who carried the ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua was done by the people. And then just as Moses had directed Joshua, the people hurried over and as soon as all of them had crossed, the ark of the Lord and the priest came out of the other side while the people watched. I want you to say this with me. Now, if you're in a cafe somewhere, maybe you're walking around and there's other people around. Don't shout this out. I don't want to embarrass you. But I want you to say with me, the middle on three. One, two, three, the middle. Ah, oh, You could have done a bit better at your home there today. Two ago, I reckon you've been locked up for a bit. You could say this with me today. On the count of three, the middle. One, two, three, the middle. I want to talk to you today about being in the middle. See, we know that in the Bible, there was two crossings. There was a crossing of the Red Sea miracle where Moses with a staff in hand reached it out over the water and God opened up a pathway into the, the journey from a place of slavery into the place of journey. But the second one is going from the journey into the promises. And today I want to talk about when we get stuck in the middle, how do we get into the promises of God? Because God wants you and he wants our church to step into the promises that he has in store for us. I know it talks about how the priests had to go first carrying the Ark of the Covenant. They took the presence of God and they stepped out believing for great things. Do you know what? I reckon us Kiwis, we're real good at stepping out. We're pioneers. We like to step out and we like to see new things happen. But I think sometimes we get a little bit worried when we're standing in the middle. Maybe the message for you today is it's time for you to step out. I encourage you, if God's been speaking to you, maybe it's about being able to connect with somebody in a new way. Maybe it's about reading your Bible or praying in a whole different way. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you, it's time to step out. But today, remember, we're talking about what happens when we're in the middle. And I believe that God has a message for you here today. We step into the To step into the promises, it requires a unity. It requires us to step in in a whole new way, trusting God in a whole new way. It can feel hard in the middle. It can feel hard carrying the weight in the middle. It can feel tiresome carrying the weight in the middle. But I want to let you know that God wants us to step into the promises. Here's the picture for a moment. You see the priest step into a raging flood. It would have been easy if the river wasn't in flood, but sometimes it feels like we have to step out and it feels like this is not the best time, but if it's a God time, it's the right time. They stepped in and they find themselves in a miracle because it says that the land, even in the middle, was dry. That's God saying, hey, I've got this under control. They step in and they step into the middle and then they have to wait for millions of people to cross over. Can you imagine that? Nannies with their walkers. Come on, you can go get there. Come on, don't take a break now. You can go kids playing with the starfish on the side. 
Come on, kids, keep moving. We're holding the presence of God and we're believing for great promises for you. Can you just hurry along? There would have been the soldiers having to walk through and there would have been the, the, the shepherds with their, with their cattle and with their sheep being able to go through and there was families having to go through and there was friends having to go through and there was all of these people going through. And I don't know if you've ever felt like everybody else is going through, but you're standing in the middle. Do you know, for most of us, we have to stand in the middle for our families. I've got a brother that I'm believing that would come to know the Lord, and I'm standing in the middle for him. Some of us have mums and dads we're believing for. Some of us are believing for our kids to come back to God, and we're standing in the middle. And while we're standing in the middle, we can get tired, and we can feel like, oh man, this is taking a lot longer than we thought. But I want to encourage you. The greatest thing we can do is stand in the middle, carrying the presence of God so that others can go into their promises. Standing, holding the presence while they go into the promise that God has in store for them. You know, something that can happen when we stand in the middle is others start to step into their promises. That can also be a bit of a strange time. Maybe not for you, but I've just got to be honest for me. When others are getting their promises, but I'm still stuck here. Someone's been praying for a house, so I've been joining with them and they get their house, but I'm still waiting for my house. Someone's been praying for their dream job and they get it and I'm still waiting for my dream job. Someone's believing for a car. Someone's believing for favor, a holiday. Well, we're all believing for a holiday right now, but their business to grow or a promotion or whatever it is, people are believing for it and they're getting it and we're stuck here. I want to encourage you, the greatest honor that we can have is to carry the presence in the middle for others to step in. God has an amazing plan for you. I want to declare over you today, because of the part that you play, the role that you hold, the atmosphere that you create, the team that you are part of, the practice that you put in, the songs that you write, the encouragement that you bring, the early morning starts, the leads that you roll up, the prayers that you pray, the faith that you inspire, the presence that you carry, others are going to enter, enter, enter in to the promises that God has in store for them. Many will get into the promises of God because of those who stand in the middle. I'm believing and I'm prophesying that many are going to stand in the promises of God because of you standing in the middle for them your business, your school, your workplace, your family, because of you standing in the middle, others are going to enter into the promises. As a pastor, uh, I got the opportunity to plant a church and it was an amazing journey and it was a scary journey. We'd just started our church and God just blessed us in an amazing way. And at the end, people forget these stories. But at the beginning, it was a little bit tough. I remember one day as we were in, this, in the gathering, uh, I looked out and there was a new guy. I knew it was a new guy because there wasn't many people at that stage in our church. And, and I saw him and he looked a little bit uncomfortable. After the gathering, I went up and talked to him. I found out his name was Jack. And he was playing rugby the day before and he had broken his ribs. He said, Steve, man, I've broken my ribs and I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't sneeze. I can't laugh. If you've broken your ribs, you know what I'm talking about. And I said to him, hey, could we pray for you? And so put my hand on him and I started to pray. And as I was praying for him, I felt like God tell me this really random thing. 
And I was in my head trying to sort it out. I was feeling a little bit awkward about it because where our church was, outside is a little lake. To walk around that lake takes about four or five minutes. And as I was as I was praying, I felt like God say, Steve, tell him to run around the lake and I'll heal him. Now, I don't know about you. I'm sure you've probably got way more faith than me, but that sounded a bit weird. And I didn't want to be the weird pastor. I wanted the guy to come back next week. But after a little bit, I started to share with him, hey, we're we just praying. And I felt like God say, run it around the lake. Now, I want to let you know, and I started to try and make it feel like God doesn't do weird things like that all the time. But to, to be honest, I was a little bit stretched there. I said to him, I feel like if you would run around the lake, God would heal you. We went outside and he said, okay, I'll have a go. He started running. I remember it because every second step he would take, he would say, ow. He would take a step and go, ow. He would take a step and go, ow. And he did that right until I couldn't see him anymore around, run around the lake. I thought I would never see him again because on the other side of the lake was the car park. And I thought he'd get in his car and he'd go home. But about two minutes later, he came around the other side of the lake and he wasn't saying ow anymore. He was healed. Amazing story. He went to the doctor the next day. He slept all through the night. He was able to eat. He was able to laugh. He went to the doctor and he said, hey, I came in the other day and you showed me that I've broken my ribs. I want to let you know something's changed. They did x-rays and they were able to see where once he had broken his ribs, but they were now healed. He'd never broken his ribs before and he realized that was his miracle. But I've got to tell you, in the middle, telling him, <laughs> hey, I feel like God's going to heal you is an awkward position. I've got a couple of things I want to let you know. That when we're in the middle, there's a few things that God wants to teach us. The first one is he, it's a place of testing. In Genesis 2 and verse 19, it says this, And the Lord God made all of the trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing for the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis 30, uh, 3 and verse 3, it says, But God did say you must not eat fruit of the tree of the tree from the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. In Luke 22 and verse 54, it talks about how Peter, in the middle of the courtyard, someone questioned him. I want to let you know sometimes when we're in the middle, it's a test. But I want to let you know when you pass the test, you qualify for the next season. And so you might be in the middle saying, Steve, I feel like I'm in the middle. Keep going because you're about to pass the test and qualify for the next season. Maybe you're here today and you're in the middle and you say, hey, this feels a little bit different than that. Well, I want to let you know about 1 Kings 8 and verse 64. It says, on the same day, the king consecrated the in the middle part of the courtyard. It's talking about Solomon. Uh, dedicating the temple. In John verse 9 and verse 18, it says, uh, here they crucified him, with him two others, one on each side of him and Jesus in the middle. Maybe it's a place of sacrifice. There's some things that we need to lay down or there's some things that we need to let go. But you know what I like to do? I like to say sacrifice is worship. So you might be here today and you're saying, Steve, okay, for me, it's a test I'm about to qualify or it's a place of sacrifice and I'm going to worship God with this in this time. The next one, the next, next place is a place of restoration and vision. Ezekiel says it like this in 37 and 1, the hand of the Lord is upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was uh, full of bones, and he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, Son of man, 
can these bones live? And in 10, it says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, the breath entered them and they came alive to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. You know what? God's about to restore and bring life to some of those things you think are dead. Vision is about to come to you as well. The last one is a place of miracles. Judges says it like this, 7 and verse 19, Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp, and at the beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed guard, they blew their trumpets, and they broke their jars, and uh, the jars that were in their hand, and they got a breakthrough. Samuel says it like this, 23 and verse 12, next to him was Shema, son of his dad. And when the Philistines banded together at a place where was full of lentils, the Israel, uh, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shema took his, uh, uh, defended it and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord brought about a great victory. It's a place of miracles and victory. And the last one, on the evening, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against him. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out walking on the lake and he was about to pass him when they saw it was him. You know what? In the middle, miracles happen. Jesus is with us in the middle. I believe it's a message for us right now, wherever you are, you're feeling like we're in the middle of this whole situation that's affecting our nation and the nations of the world. Would you hold on to the presence of God? Would you stand in the middle for others? Would you believe that God's about to do the miraculous through you? You know what? I believe that there's someone here today and we're going to pray in a moment that in the middle of the night, you're waking up with fear in your life. And I'm believing that God's going to do a miracle for you. There's someone here right now and you feel like your business is in the middle. God's given me a word that there's going to be a breakthrough season and God's going to do the miraculous in you. There's someone here that God's got a message for you as well. And he is saying that your family is coming back. They're going to live in the promises. Don't give up now. Don't get out of the middle right now because God's about to do something incredible. So today, if you're saying, hey, I'm believing that God's going to do something and lead us into the promises. We're going to pray a prayer, and then I'm going to finish with a prayer. If you need to know this God we've been singing about and we've been talking about today, a God who would come to you in the middle of whatever you're in, we're going to pray that prayer as well. So today, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are the answer, and we thank you that you are the hope of the world. And Lord, we pray for those today that are going through a test. We're excited about how they're going to qualify. We're praying for those who are in a season of sacrifice. This is a season of worship. We're praying, Lord, that a place of restoration and vision, you're going to bring alive things that seem like they're gone. You're going to bring new dreams. We declare it. People in Tuako, people in North, Ruakura, all over the world, God's going to restore things in your life. And we're believing for miracles. Oh, God, we pray for miracles in Jesus' mighty name. And if you're here today and you need to say, I need to get myself right with God, I want to pray with you. Would you repeat this prayer after me? Say, mighty God, I thank you that you see me. I need you. I need your hope. I need your love. I need, I need the whole of you, Lord. Lord, I'm sorry for how I've tried to do it by myself, but today I'm coming back to you. I'm getting myself right with you today. Lord, I ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.